0: Hello rosebuds and welcome to the Rose Garden I'm your host Thomas Rose Tommy Rose Tom Rose T Rose uh, lots of uncertainty in who I am but that's okay we will figure that out along the way uh, as you are aware I try to stick to a routine schedule um, and it has slipped my mind that it is Tuesday Late at night, so I want to make sure that I give you guys an episode of the Rose Garden Podcast. If you want to be a part of this podcast, you can email me at the Rose Garden Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Rose Garden Podcast at gmail.com. So it is what I don't even know what is today. Today is Tuesday, but something is significant about this date. Oh, yes, it's the 13th so we are about one week and what a day i think thanksgiving is coming up sometime next week i think uh thursday believe the 22nd yeah because then black friday is the 23rd um so we are about one week and one day away um everywhere i go now people are playing christmas music I hear it all the time I see Christmas trees being you know uh, just everywhere trying to think of a highly sophisticated word to describe my childish vocabulary Um, erected there we go Um, and the garden center at places like Walmart is completely Christmas central but For those of you who are just joining us, uh, please subscribe to this podcast and spread the word. It is greatly appreciated. And for those of you who are coming back to listen to this madness, thank you so much. Um, It means a lot to me, guys. Um, This started out as an idea uh, many months ago, and it kind of started becoming uh, more and more of something I wanted to do over the summer and then voila here I am a senior at California University of Pennsylvania as a communications major and my instructor tells us hey you're gonna have to do a project for this class and I'm like oh okay well what better way to get the wheels you know all geared up and greased and ready to go than to take something that I actually want to do and get a grade for it like hell yeah so that is how this happened um one thing that i wanted to touch base with you guys since we are pretty much winding down the semester after thanksgiving um, is i wanted to and it's not be, it's not because i'm running out of things to talk about believe me there's plenty of things i can talk about but I'm trying to have structure, I'm trying to make connections, I'm trying to be studious in the way that I approach this podcast while I have this current semester open um, and one of the things that I wanted to go through tonight is I have another class that I'm taking from a professor who is uh, one I will never forget and honestly one of the greatest people um, that I have met. and we're doing something called a commonplace book and I just wanted to uh, quickly tell you about it and kind of run through some of the entries that I've cultivated over this semester because this semester started with entry number one which I you know write write so fully I don't even know if that's said correctly but correctly titled and appropriate title um, uncertainty and it was what I spoke about in this uh, entry that seems to be about a page and a half (laughs) Um, and I just basically spoke on uncertainty uh, how I'm certain that if I arrive early to class I'll get a good seat in the class if I arrive early to the parking lot I'll get a good parking spot and I've taken a class with this professor before, so I'm certain of how the course structure is going to go, and I'm certain that unless you find him in the morgue, then there will be class that day, even if you know the school says there's no class. Um, and there are a lot of things, like I basically was speaking about uh, taking full, you know, full time, which is twelve plus credits, and just how I took this professor for another class before and it was challenging, I knew what my expectations were, I knew that I was going to undergo a metamorphosis with my thoughts, language, and style of writing, and um, I basically told myself after taking another class with him last semester that you probably should not take like his class plus another course that's heavy that's gonna need a lot of your attention if you want to succeed. Uh, Then my second class of the day uh, or the semester was the same same concept uh, you know same teacher from another class last semester Um, and then this particular class that I have now which is how I created this project this podcast and The funny thing about this course is the title and it's called image design and create. And I'm like, I am a senior, what, you know, I'm a deep thinker and it led me on a quest to answer this universal question of, am I, am I a creative? Am I creative? Am I a creative? Do I design things? What the hell could I possibly be doing in this class if I'm a senior and my map of my plan of my life has pretty much been okay this is your major this is what you're gonna do with it these are the kind of things you're gonna do this is how much you're gonna make voila well I learned a new skill that day (laughs) so thank you then my final class at the beginning of the semester um, was with the same teacher as my second class and I had taken him last semester before and he was very anti-technology he hated computers couldn't remember his password and hated uh, what's called D2L desire to learn platform and as I was going about this looking at the syllabus and everything I'm like "Uh, a lot of there's a lot of uh, work that has to go into this course a lot of project-based work and I concluded that entry with basically stating that no matter how much we try to control everything uncertainty remains it's a fact of life um, and I think I quoted uh, Jason Raz, May the best of your today's be the worst of your tomorrows. Um, and then from there I started talking about building success and how everybody wants to be successful. And I posed the question, you know, how do you define success? Because if it was just as easy as waking up in the morning and taking a supplement. Then hell, we would all be successful. We would all be rich and wealthy and happy, and there'd be no struggles, and everything would be all hunkagory, or hunkagory. Is that even legit? Hunky dory, maybe is the words I'm looking for. Um, but in order to be successful, you have to develop and use learning tools and practice critically. Uh, you know, thinking critical and being creative and making connections investing the time cultivating a growth mindset avoiding stupidity and just like Malcolm X once said that the future belongs to those who prepare for it today um and i could tell you that one of the things for me when it comes to a student one of the things that helps me be uh successful is this fabulous relationship with this friend I have. His name is Webster. I mean, you may have heard of him. Uh, He's one of my favorites because he's there for me 24, 7, 365. He's one hell of a man because he's full of words going from books to bookshelves to my pocket via my email in the morning with this thing called word of the day because tools are more than just school supplies and they're more than just a quiet room and a support system and office hours and study groups and you know like for example if you need a triple bypass are you going to let your auto mechanic perform the operation i mean good lord i hope not because you're going to end up with so much electrical tape you're going to (laughs) <laughs> you're just gonna be a hot mess. Um, I mean, the key to t- the, the one thing to understand is that the key with tools is that their authority solely rests on their usefulness. So, in this particular case, while if he's fixing my car, electrical tape would be 100% acceptable, however, please don't. But if you're trying to perform a triple bypass or a gastric sleeve on an obese patient, Uh, there better not be any electrical tape inside my body because that is just not the right tools for the job. Uh, One of the things that I touch base on is that questions are recyclable, answers are disposable, so being able to expand on what you learn helps you transfer those skills from one area of life to another. and you know there's this Ted talk that Michael junior talks about and he says that your setbacks are a part of your set ups I put that quote in this this particular um, entry because I felt that it was relevant because there's nothing more depressing than someone who's just basically the same year after year you know if 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 your lenses never change are you really growing you have to learn to embrace a mindset of growth and the beautiful thing about this world is that it is that mistaken it is a mistake driven world so we operate on mistakes because we make a mistake we mess up we learn from it we don't do it again imagine if everybody was perfect and everybody knew everything about everybody and did everything right 100% Like I really just want to turn my head sideways and look at you and go, huh? But one thing to take away from this is always be learning always be learning People are not stupid, but they do stupid things And then from there I moved on to uh, an entry about designing your life with purpose perception and reality because I remember and I don't know if you remember but you might when you were a kid everybody used to always ask you what did you want to be when you grow up well me I'm pretty much older than the rest of my classmates I'm in my early 30s but I feel like I'm in my seventies uh, but some people see me as youthful, which being youthful, looking youthful, and feeling youthful, uh, it's amazing thing if you can pull it off. I remember when somebody recently asked me this question, um, they said to me, "What did you you know what did you want to be when you were a kid?" And I said, "Well, as a kid, I wanted to be Oprah Winfrey you know, have, you know, and basically like do what Ryan Seacrest does, making Oprah's money. (laughs) And I remember when people, when I would tell people that I wanted to be the next Oprah when I was a kid, they would just laugh at me and tell me, Oh, Tom, be realistic. You have to go to work and get a job and pay bills and save money. I'm like, yeah, that's fine but don't rain on my parade don't take away my hopes and one of the things that really you know that really stuck with me is when I was told that I was too damaged and that I was a mistake and many other things that I won't get into right now but you know just that split statement, that that moment, that has been a lot of fuel for me to prove people wrong. You know, I didn't have the quote unquote normal life. You know, I was in multiple foster care placements. I went to multiple elementary schools and a few middle schools and a high school and a trade school and multiple colleges. Like, you know, I had to learn how to be book smart and real world smart I had to learn while you were out at recess playing in the dirt laughing and having a good time I was learning life skills I was learning skills that I could leverage to get something that I wanted because I knew that what I know somebody doesn't and that gave me the upper hand Um. And honestly, when I was a kid, I used to always journal a lot because it was part of keeping my sanity and processing everything. And I think that's one of the great things that I remember is being able to carve into those pages or being able to tap dance around on a keyboard to express myself when I couldn't physically do that, you know, in these programs that I was in because it was a program. They had a, you know, it was, it, I was there for their conveniences. Um, and uh, yeah, when I, when I speak about purpose, perception and reality, I remember, um, I, I remember late high school I did stupid with a lot of zeros and as a result I lost a lot of my friends my job my apartment my house my car my savings Um, and also I don't think I was fully prepared for the real world air quotes uh, when you are 18 and you have no job history no credit uh, no savings uh, I mean, you're pretty much on your own. I mean, at one point, I think I was driving with a revoked, suspended, and expired license. Uh, And at one time, I was living out of my car while in high school, early college. I was doing laundry at the park. Um, Yeah, (laughs) not a good time in my life, but I learned a lot. So when you talk about purpose and designing your life, and um, yeah. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that each memory can be made into a story. And it has a purpose. The, there's power in your ability to tell the story. And I am still telling my story now because my story is still unfolding. Your story is still unfolding you know we are more than the sum of our past mistakes Um, there's a lot of things that I uh, wish that I could go back and undo I would not want to redo anything (laughs) I mean I remember at one point I chased after a couple a couple girls for all the wrong reasons and thought that Buying them things is going to be the way to get them to like me You know, I think I bought this one girl a gold necklace a bunch of flowers teddy bear Um, I'd be like her gopher person, you know, Oh, I want McDonald's and sure enough I hop on my bike and rush off to McDonald's and get her McDonald's Um, There was another girl. I bought her a cell phone in high school like what the hell was I thinking um, I, I must have been very dysfunctional in my beliefs. Uh, I mean, the other thing is when we're talking about, you know, when we're talking about perception and reality, we, I don't know about you, but I feel like society has these benchmarks in which we're supposed to have certain things accomplished for example okay 16 you get a sweet 16 18 okay you're an adult 21 you can legally drink uh, 25 you can rent a car without parental consent you know and by the time you're 30 you're supposed to be married with two and a half children well stop comparing yourself to others because life is not linear and we all develop at different times and we all take different roads if I if I took the road of, of least resistance would I be who I am today? Would I know what I know today? Would I be an advocate for the things that I am an advocate for? What about you? Would you be who you are today? Um. yeah there's it's amazing it's amazing how much I've grown even though sometimes I don't really feel like I've grown and moving on to moving on from that I I move into this commonplace book and I start talking about um, sending and receiving mixed uh, mixed signs Uh, and one of the things that to keep in mind is this entry was done particularly on a significant day in American history September eleventh, which we all know is 9-11 and I I don't know if I remember where I was or what was going on but oh you know I, I I all I remember is the president at the time was interrupting news and they were sending everybody home that day um, Yeah, yeah was a it was a day that a lot of people lost their lives and it You know, I, I believe that those acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat, but they have failed. Our country is strong. And these acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. That was a quote. From a speech. At the time, uh, the president—I believe that was pre- the president—who said those words. Um, I'm just quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm um, no quickly. I'm just quickly trying to move us through some entries and some things that I've been working on because I believe that it's important. I want to be able to get straight to the point without having a lot of ums and hmm and um, mm, uh, uh, what? <laughs> All the things that you're not supposed to do in public speaking, you know? Hmm. So yes moving on from that i was briefly talking about tools versus nature and how depending on who you depending on who you ask you've either arrived by the big bang theory the big, the the big dark hole in the world roamed the ground with the dinosaurs evolution adam and eve you know or whatever Version of uh, evolution you choose to, you know, choose to believe in. That's fine, that is up to you. But John Locke introduced a phrase, "tabula rasa," which basically translates from Latin as "blank slate." And I wanted to, in that particular entry, expand on that because the world is spherical. St- you know spherical containing brown land, blue water, green grass. You know, and I can I I think we can all agree that those statements are true. Yeah. We learned that the world is not flat and we learned that the USA is not the world and we also learned that we do not revolve around the world. You know, um these are all things that we've had to learn and we've learned them because of the sources that we view as credible have taught us these things and we all share a common understanding and truth to 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 these things now One of the things that I want to talk about is we have the need to create and to make easy. The need to create, well, we need rules, laws, policies, procedures. We need to be able to define something without any interpretation, without any misinterpretation, without anybody coming around and saying no that's a cat but it goes bark bark no a cat goes meow meow a dog goes bark bark and so here's here's something to think about you just handed me a piece of paper its rectangular Uh, it has somebody's face on it, it has some numbers, it has different colors, I hold it up to the light, I see different types of what we call watermarks. So what is this? Well, honestly, if you're handing me this type of piece of paper, it better be Ben Franklin. I mean, let's not kid yourself. (laughs) Um, But we thought that it was important to have something so that we have a system to buy and sell things. And this system we, is what we call money. Now, this uh, system also comes in the form of direct deposit, an exchange of goods and services. So we introduced the concept of connotation and denotation these are terms that refer to direct meaning or basically what we use around us to get that meaning or that definition (laughs) hopefully those numbers have a denotative meaning and a connotative meaning to you now let's say you're sick bleeding need medical attention how do you know where do you go well I hope that the gushing or squirting blood shooting like a red rocket from your arm is a sign that you're in trouble what do you do you call 911, they transport you to the hospital. And, you know, a bunch of men and women went to this thing called medical school and they got this piece of paper or actually multiple pieces of paper called degrees. So you trust them to fix you. And yeah, a couple weeks later, you know, you get this thing in the mail. It's called a bill for services rendered and it sends you back to the hospital because you have a heart attack. Um, How dare you send me this bill? Mm. Yeah. Now you look at animals. I mean, they live outside. They have no Nobody built them walls for a house. Nobody cooked them dinner on a stove. Birds don't use stoves. (laughs) Lions don't say, okay, let me get my fork and knife and prepare to devour you piece by piece. There's no pillows, no cars, money, pots, pans, beds, showers. You know, those things don't exist for animals in the wilderness. They eat dirt. They eat poop. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> if a human eats poop, we're going to put them in the loony nut house. Um, yeah, it's just. Humans create tools rather than living in the wilderness and then later on i'll be able to talk to you guys about logos and symbols and how they influence our everyday lives because you'd be surprised how you know how everything you know is basically a symbol or a sign and somebody has given it meaning and you've accepted that meaning to be true because other people have accepted that to be true as well and um you know other things that I'll be talking about will be uh, you know types of communication uh, because we all know that there's verbal and nonverbal communication you know one of the things that's important is public speaking It's a common class you take in high school and you take it again in college because somebody don't know who somebody believes to effectively communicate you must be able to speak in public being in public doesn't mean you have to um, have just a bunch of randomly grouped words coming out of your mouth and invading my eardrums no there's there's more to communication there's more to speaking in public there's you know being aware of your surroundings because human communication is verbal and nonverbal in fact 93% is nonverbal and 7% is verbal so wow that's that's something no wonder why FBI profilers are so good at their job right because they don't even need to talk to you they could just look at you (laughs) and figure out if you're a criminal or not the other thing that comes into play when you talk about communication is this micro and macro levels of social realities because when you hear micro and macro for me I think automatically economics micro is small you know um, for you know for example uh, one day I was sitting down at McDonald's uh, working on my book yes that's right you heard it here I am working on publishing a book um, keyword is working on I don't have a title or anything I'm just free you know free thinking everything but I was sitting down at McDonald's one morning and you know the usual group of people Come and go as I was sitting there working on my book and doing the podcast and the blog or editing a YouTube video for like five hours the first wave of people came the second wave then the third and I you know they've gotten to know me I've gotten to know them and they are pretty much like old retired folks you know they sit there read the paper eat their donut drink their coffee shoot the breeze complain you know about why things are so horrible (laughs) Um, and you can learn a lot by watching others it shows you the dynamics of the group and sometimes you learn something new just by listening to them micro level social reality or small-scale communities or not communities, but small scale communicative process such as everyday conversations. Every day I go through life and I notice things that you don't think I notice, but I notice because I am so in tune to my surroundings that if a leaf fell behind me from the tree, my ears would be like perking right up. You know, and that's one of the reasons why if you ever see me, uh, I don't like it when people walk behind me um, and I never have my back turned to anybody in a classroom. I will literally have my desk angled or I will sit in a specific place. But I mean, a lot of that has to do with trauma and abuse and PTSD, but um, that's another story for another time but your gestures your walk your clothing the distance you know all are ways you communicate nonverbal and it gets deeper the places that we gather to communicate tell us a lot about who you are and who we are together for example you know this idea that if you go to Starbucks and you spend five dollars it's five bucks instead of Starbucks and you have money you must have a job a car or the stereotypical young girl in yoga pants uh who let's be honest I don't have a shot with and you know churches show you know churches show you you're flawed you're committed going through something friendship you know if you know so I mean that's just another group different different meaning different scenario different type of associations and then you have uh, macro which is large communicative processes such as mass communications organizations and cultures and you know just groups different things together you know Um, and one of the things interesting to point out about this is this particular mcdonald's that i go to they have multiple televisions one's uh, in, in the middle, one's MSNBC, another one's CNN, the other one's Fox, the other one's The Weather Channel. Each TV has its own station, and you're probably wondering why. Because the answer is it gives you perspective, it, it allows you to see things from another person's point of view. You know, attending a college class. You basically are communicating in a nonverbal way that you're committed to an education and bettering yourself. Showing up to work and punching that time clock or manually typing in your timesheet if you're cheating, you're communicating that you are dependable and that you value money and that you made a commitment. So these are certain traits that you're also uh, communicating. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there with that because, um, this brings me midway through and we're about almost 40 minutes into this episode. So next week is going to be a continuation of this. Um, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode yet you'll see it when I launch it tonight in like a couple hours but it was really nice being able to sit here and talk to you guys and just tell you about the things that I'm learning and the way that I'm making these connections between the course content and me going about my daily life and, and it's starting to feel a little bit easier because I don't feel like it's so much scripted as much anymore And I, I think a part of that is because if it's scripted, I felt like it was kind of fake. Like you always had to like hit the post as they say in radio. But this has been interesting. We, like I said, next week is Thanksgiving. So we're not really developing new material in classes right now. We're just kind of starting to wind down and kind of shift gears toward reviews for the final exams and things like that. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to kind of bring you, you know, midway with this commonplace book project that I've been working on and uh, we'll continue this conversation next week. Uh, If you are a, a new subscriber, thank you. If you are a returning subscriber, thank you. If you want to be a part of the show, email me the show, email me the show, email me at the show at TheRoseGardenPodcast.com. Wait, hold on. If you are new to the show, thank you. If you are returning to the show, thank you. Either way, I hope you have subscribed. If you want to be a part of this show, email the show at Podcast at gmail.com. There we go, I think I got it. A little tongue twisted, but I think I got this. Um, and also follow me on all things social media. It would be greatly appreciated. I love interacting with you guys. I'm really anxious to see where this goes. I'm excited for this next chapter. Um, if by some chance you don't hear from me next week, I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. May you and your families be safe. And um that's all folks until next time everybody get out there and do something great talk to you later bye